2: Robin, Robin, get yourself out from under all of those pelts, for goodness sake. Oh, thanks, John. What are pelts? Well, they're, they're, they're the sort of uh, skins and furs of various animals and
0: hides therein. I, I mean, it's hard to know what's on top of you when you're, you know, under it, so to speak. it felt like you were in a sort of situation where you were
2: perpetually falling into pelts. Perpeltually. Perpeltually perpelted. Yeah, it was cosy in there, though. It is cosy, very warm. Um, and also, the moon underwater is sort of um, sort of ethic, ethics-neutral when it comes to some of the perhaps more traditional pelt adornments. Ethics-neutral is not a very nice phrase, John, is it? Well, that's just how the moon underwater is. The moon underwater does. Sometimes it reveals... The heads of animals, which I don't agree with. Right. Stuffed and hung on uh, wooden shields. Some of the the woods here are probably quite hard to get hold of these days.
0: Oh, right. Like, yeah, like Gibson guitars. They can't use the same wood they used in the 70s, can they?
2: Yeah. But all of, I would like to reassure everyone, that all of the tusks, ivory, pelts and heads are all from a time when even still
0: not ethical, those things were sort of fine. Well, is, it, is there a sense that they're not real? Ah. So it doesn't matter? Like in the way that you could kill someone in a dream? Yeah. I think you might have hit the nail on the head there. And you haven't really committed a crime. Or have you? You've committed a kind of crime in your own mind. Sometimes wake up feeling terribly guilty, but I'm told that's quite normal.
2: Uh, I think it's normal for certain circumstances, uh, to wake up feeling guilty, but no one wakes up feeling guilty
0: in the uh, the several uh, en-suite rooms here at the Moon Underwater. Oh, yeah. What what emotion do they feel when you wake up at the Moon Underwater en-suite? It's
2: 100% calm. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, and very refreshed. Yeah. Hangovers are strange things here in the Moon Underwater.
0: Yeah, you get yourself in the shame relief shower. Yes. That's the first thing you do. You do. If you you know, but hangovers, yeah, hangovers We don't have hangovers in the traditional sense. No, they're sort of inverted
2: hangovers. Yeah, but but that's not to say the more you drink, the better you feel in the morning. No, but you do get a sort of a, a clarity of thought, whereas you might feel fuzzy headed in the in the other realm. Mm. You get a sort of feeling of confidence and dangerous um, thing though. <laughs> yeah, really dangerous. But you to be careful.
0: Do, people do walk out with a spring in their step. Oh, that's good, yeah. But how how do you feel the Moon Underwater's looking this evening? It's good. Covered a lot of ground in that intro, I, I, I feel. Uh, yeah, it's looking absolutely, you know, delightful. It's uh, shimmering. Mm. It's glittering. It's spangled. It's sparkling. Mm. And what beers have we got on tonight? It's We've got ten... Tenants. Tenants. Le tenants. <laughs> <laughs> ten tenants. We've got ten tenants, nine veltins. Yeah. Eight bit burglars. Yeah, we've got seven taps of Paul, Paulina. Yeah,
2: so very uh, lager heavy early. It's lager
0: heavy and weirdly in descending number of taps as well. Well, it's, it's like
2: the the ten days of
0: Pintsmus. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and five gold oh, car scales. Five. Well, what six? Six. Um, six. We've got six Cronenberg's. Right. Cuz 6 seems to 64. yes. Uh we've got 5 golden car scales. Yeah. We've got 4 carling. Right. Uh we've got 3 Do I am I doing all of them? Well
2: there's only 3 left.
0: Oh yeah, 3 Stella. Um we've got two uh we've got two cider's on. Okay, lovely. Stowford press. Uh-huh. And we've got one red wine on tap. <laughs>
2: Oh, right, like they have yeah. in
0: those sort of uh, hotel bars sometimes. Yes, yeah, they have. You get a pint of red wine or white wine like Sam Allardyce.
2: Yeah, uh, not much for me in the moon underwater this evening no. okay. as, yeah. as a lager drinker. A well, n- it varies, doesn't it, John? Drinker. It does vary. And also, I can always have something from the cabinets. Yeah. Uh, so, Robin, your week in pubs, my week in pubs. Yeah. You've been
0: sanulus-cannulus for a few days, haven't you? i had a few days off, yeah. I felt amazing. Mm. And then... Then knocked that on the head. <laughs> yeah, knocked that on the head. Felt awful again. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, pubs, weekend pubs. Uh, I went to the Dolphin in Sydenham, which was lovely. Ooh. Um, I've got a correction to make, actually. I listened back to our George Egg episode, and he was talking about a pub in Sydenham called the Bricklayer's Arms. And I foolishly said, it's not there anymore. But it is there anymore. It is still there. But what I was thinking of is there's a junction... At the top of Old Kent Road, called the Bricklayers Arms, which is named after a coaching inn that used to be there. Oh, it's like a weird ghost pub thing in London, isn't it? That there's a bus stop called the Bricklayers Arms, and there's no pub there, just to kind of...
2: <laughs> oh, so the sort of the ghosts of the pub haunt the infrastructure
0: of the streets still. Exactly. Mm. Hello, Ian Sinclair. Yeah. So I wanted to make that correction. Well, like Angel. Yeah, that was that named after a pub. Yeah. Um, but the angel no longer there.
2: And I think Swiss Cottage as well. And I think there might be a pub called S- the Swiss Cottage, but I don't think it's the original one. Quiz Sottage. I'm looking it up in my mind and I think. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. My mind is <laughs> just. My, there is a pub called Ye Old Swiss Cottage, but okay. I don't know if it is
0: Ye Old Swiss Cottage. Your mind doesn't have all the answers. No, it absolutely doesn't. I, uh, on, on, on the weekend, I went out to Chesham because uh, my my friend and colleague, Jack Pelling, was working on the live Taskmaster event there. Oh, yeah. And I went to the Black Horse in Chesham afterwards, which was very nice. But I had a really bad... I really got... Uh, Tim Key was there. Yeah. Why didn't you go to the Queen's Head? I don't know. Um, have I been to the Queen's Head? I don't think so. Anyway, former Moon Underwater guest Tim Key was there, but I really fouled up our uh, the, the little exchange. Oh right, yeah. <laughs> um, I I I said hello to him, and you know, we ch- we ch- we chatted a bit. And basically, there's an author I really like called Ben Myers, and his new book, A Perfect Golden Circle. The audiobook is done by Tim Key. Mm. And I sort of said, oh, I listened to that. I really liked it. And he was like, he said, oh, great. You know, it's the first audio book I've done. And basically what I meant to say afterwards was it was really good to hear you do something serious because I sort of associate your voice with comedy. But what I said was it was really good, but it kept sounding like you were trying to make it funny. Oh. Awful. Yeah, and then then it was just like, oh, I didn't mean it to sound like that. Did you say you didn't mean it to sound like that? Yeah. Well, that's okay. Is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't say that actually. I think I, I, I've, I've kind of there's a bit of revisionism there. I sort of must have f- I fumbled it. But that's all right. As long as you sort of cleared it up eventually. I felt awful
2: for forty eight hours, still thinking about it. Is part of you hoping that Tim will listen to this and this will sort of uh, clear the air? Because because I think that's a very slim chance. <laughs>
0: No, I don't think I'm hoping he will, but it helps to kind of get it out and talk about it.
2: Yeah, totally. I would
0: probably, my experience of those things is he won't even remember that. I sort of said afterwards, oh, I, you know, oh, I really loved it. Sorry about that. And he said, don't worry, we, we've smoothed it, smoothed over that now. Okay, so maybe he will remember it.
2: Yeah, fuck. He <laughs> made me feel bad now. No, I think... no. Ah! those those moments of extreme pub conversation shame yeah everyone has those but i don't think i never think the person who is on the receiving end uh, holds them with even 1% of the emotional intensity than than the, as the person who does the offending
0: yeah It does linger though, especially with someone you admire a lot. Oh yeah, it lingers, mate. It lingers. I I wrote about this on Twitter, and someone replied saying they met Johnny Marr, and they said to Johnny Marr, "You know, I'm a bit of a guitarist myself." Johnny Marr said, "What guitar have you got?" And he couldn't think of a single make of guitar.
2: Oh, that's a shame. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> ah. If you've got a, a, a lingering pub shame... Lingering pub shame,
0: yeah, i would love to hear uh, it.
2: Send it to us, john at moonunderpod.com, and we will sort of assess the shame level therein. It's quite a bit of crossover with one of your other shows, but it's... Like, keep it pub-based. This is different because we can actually say, no, no, that's your right to be ashamed. (laughs) Not like anything horrific. Your right to be ashamed. Not like being sick everywhere, but like odd, odd
0: conversational faux pas. They're rife in pubs. They really are. They really are. Anyway, the other pub I went to was the Windmill in Brixton, which is a fantastic music venue. Just wanted to give that a shout out. Saw my friend's band, the Fabricators there. Oh, lovely. So that's that's been my week in pubs. What about you, John? Well, I've just realised I've never been to the Black Horse in Chesham. I thought you were talking about a different pub,
2: because Chesham isn't blessed with great pubs. The Queen's Head is the best of the ones in the town, but I think the Black Horse is slightly more of a country pub, and it looks lovely.
1: Mm. Uh,
2: I went to... I've only been to one pub this week, and it was the Four Pure brewery tap room oh nice at the four pure brewery in bermondsey which i'm guessing is part of the sort of bermondsey brewery mile Mm. but we went there quite late so we were going to a party and we met at the four poor place at 8 p.m it was a really nice experience because you we got a cab there no we didn't lou sanders drove there uh, because she doesn't drink and as you're turning the last few corners, I actually said, oh, I'm so sorry. I've got the I've got the postcode for the like the physical brewery, not the tap room, because we're just in this industrial estate. Ah. So you go past like a sort of screw fix <laughs> and, a, and it's just all completely dead. And then yes, yes, you turn the corner towards like the back of a builder's merchants. Yes. And there's just this light coming out. And tables out, and it's huge. The well, it's it's like really big. It's not like a little. Because when I when you say tap room, I just think of like a row of taps and a few seats. And Mm. but this is really big. It's got booths. It's sort of quite modern. Um, but it's got like uh, games tables you can play. Sort of, I'm I'm guessing like sort of um, ping pong and. Uh, like table football kind of stuff and a really good selection of beers. And what was quite nice is it wasn't just... So obviously they had all the four pure beers there, Mm. but they didn't only have that. So I had a couple of pints of Magic Rock Sorcery, which I think is the first time I've ever had it on tap because I usually have it out of the cans. Um, Yeah, it was just really, really
0: good. Was that kind of pre-Lash then, pre the party? Yeah, pre the party. Mm. And, and um, w- was it the highlight of the night? Because I've got a theory that the pre-lash is always the best bit. It was really nice, but it, I guess it's, you can't really
2: compare the, this with... Because the party was sort of in a, a party venue with sort of loud music and dancing and stuff. Just, it was more of a chillsome vibe. Right, um, right. But my friend, uh, comedian Lucy Pierman, was with us and um, she tried to order a Diet Coke. Right, in the tap room. Yeah, and, and the barman said, um said, sorry, what? And she said Diet Coke, and he said, oh, I don't think we have that. And she was like, you don't have Diet Coke? And he, he thought she'd said dark oats. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's a real sign you've been in the brewing world for
2: too long. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he thought she was talking about some kind of stout. Yeah. Do you have great. dark oats? <laughs> What? <laughs> no.
0: <laughs> anyway, we sourced uh, Diet Cokes. That's lovely. That reminds me when I was at uni. My friend Jenny ordered a dry martini, and the bartender thought she said a tri martini. With three <laughs> different kinds of martini. And I think I might have already said that on the moon underwater. That's I've not funny. heard that before. <laughs> it's good. very good.
2: Oh, well, here's a... No, actually, I have been to loads of other pubs. I completely forgot that whole. evening. John's
0: memory is effed.
2: (laughs) (laughs) No, I went... I was out in in Greenwich. Ah. After uh, the Greenwich Comedy Garden on Saturday. With Tim Key. Uh, No, he wasn't on at the gig I was doing. Anyway, we went to the Trafalgar, which is sort of like... I mean, this was the day before the Queen's funeral. It was bunting city right and it's quite a nice pub but we walked in and there's there was a covers band playing and they were good but like every second song was an oasis song (laughs) so it was a weird mix of sort of like pub rock classics but interspersed with with 50% oasis 50% oasis and then we went to this jazz bar and speaking of mishearings some of the... It was really nice, this jazz bar. I'm going to have to look it up in my mind. Um, it's called Oliver's Jazz Bar, and it's like sort of a s- subterranean... It feels like you're in... It's it's the kind of look I think a lot of places try to pull off, but this is actually it. It feels like you're sort of in catacombs of jazz, and it's quite dark. The bar's really nice, Um, They don't have anything on draft though, but uh, speaking of mishearings, we were with a lot of the crew who work at the Comedy Garden and uh, I got a round of drinks in and the stage manager um, said, uh, oh, could I get um, an orange gin and soda? And I was like, what? And she said, no, it's really, it's changed my life discovering the orange gin and soda. Mm. And I went, okay. So you want orange gin and soda? And she said, Yeah, yeah, that'd be great. So I go to the bar, and I said, Could I get an orange gin and soda? <laughs> and the, the the bar member of bar staff sort of looked at me like, What you want orange gin and soda I went, Yeah, apparently it's really good. So she pours a um, a gin and orange juice, and then tops it up with soda water. And I take it back. <laughs> <laughs> And Hannah, the stage manager, took a sip and went, that's absolutely disgusting. And I said, it's what you ordered. And what she'd meant was uh, the orange-flavoured gin and soda. Oh, right, yeah. Whereas I'd created, I think, the world's first orange juice, gin and soda water, which is foul. Yeah. Um, And then I spilt a rum on my lap. Flippin' heck. But no shame. Yeah. I got back to the hotel... And because I, I sort of know what I'm like, I, I stood in my hotel room. Before I went to bed, I said, John, whatever you feel like tomorrow, remember you've had a really nice time. That's nice. Yeah. Absolutely catastrophic hangover. Oh,
0: really? Do you, yeah. But you remembered that moment.
2: I did. I did remember the moment. And it was useful. I just I got the train into London because I was also in Greenwich that evening. I just walked around John Lewis for about two hours. Jesus it Christ. Very calming. Really?
0: Yeah. God. Something about John Lewis. Yeah, it's is good, isn't it? I just remembered my worst ever mishearing thing. I don't. Oh god! A, a shame's coming back to me. I was staying at a hotel when I played in the with Gravenhurst, and I think we were in Southampton. And I think I was with my friend Alex at the checkout, and I think we asked for like a later checkout or something, and the receptionist said we we can't do that, unfortunately. And I was and I just stupidly, I was just Alan Partridge quote mode, just said, oh, cook a cat, like that. Yeah. And she got really funny. And later I, was, I sort of was speaking to a member of staff, and I said, i have I've really I've worried I've offended her. And she said, yeah. she said, yeah, she thought you called her a cocky cow. Oh, my goodness me. But then to try and explain that I'd said cook a cat. Oh, good grief. Oh did but but the message did get back yeah I did I, I said like and I was I was so apologetic and like was just saying I was just being stupid and quoting this TV show and I was like oh.
2: <laughs> but also it sounds like you've been caught out calling someone a cocky cow and I know. Gone, no actually what I was calling saying yeah. was <laughs> cook a, a cat. cat. Ah. (laughs) there's no shame in the moon underwater Robin you've got to excise this shame somehow oh my god I feel ripe with shame today (laughs) this is no place for shame no but then it's the place for excising shame I guess
0: yeah Have we got time for a quick mist here? Yes! We have got a mist in from James. Uh, The subject BYOS, bring your own sparkler. Hi both. I just wanted to flag some concerns regarding the idea of bringing one's own sparkler to the pub, whether clad in camera uniform or not. Any good publican should be applying rigorous cleaning practices to their beer engines, including the swan neck faucet and taking all measures to avoid contamination during service. A clean faucet is sacrosanct, and as such, temporarily affixing a sparkler that has been in someone's pocket is fraught with disaster." Yeah. Worth reading page 97 of the Draft Beer Quality Manual in full, but I (laughs) quote one relevant paragraph. The closing bartender should do one final clean of the cask faucet drip tray, and the surface of the entire cask pump when the bar closes. This cleaning should be done with restaurant bar sanitizer approved by your local and state health code. If the cask faucet uses a sparkler, the sparkler should be removed and soaked overnight in the same sanitizer at a soaking concentration listed by the manufacturer. Yours in pints, James. Thanks, James. That's a great point, James. And I was thinking
2: it as I said it, actually the idea that any publican or member of bar staff would accept, like, a plastic nozzle that's been in your hand or in your pocket. Yeah, it's a no. It
0: it's a no, it's an absolute no, no. And if you've watched any beer masters with Jager Wise, you'll know that a lot of time spent brewing is spent cleaning.
2: <laughs> yes, yes. It really very good is. point. In fact, we we're, we're about to interview Jager and I do want to ask her about uh the cleaning science products. Well, no, the the science of cleanliness as per the beer making process nice yeah um can't a great wait moment. for that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i'm sure, sure she's very excited um but anyway uh we we come to you in pints and uh we leave perhaps regretting something we've said yeah worrying you've misheard us um i there's <laughs> matthew crosby the comedian and writer his wife uh lovely wife Charlie works in TV and I I, I once we were in the Soho Theatre and I'd like was worried I'd made a faux pas once with her Right, and I said, "Oh, hey, Charlie, lovely to see you. I just really wanted to apologise for that that thing I said. Do you remember a couple of years ago?" She said, "John, the last four times I've met you, you have apologised for exactly oh, the same
0: thing." God, that makes that's all. That's like an additional phone call, isn't yeah. it? Oh, Christ. Uh, Uh, Good. Good times. Good times.
2: Anyway, folks, send all your mists to john at moonunderpod.com. And also, and we've never actually asked for this before, but if you could do us the honour the privileged honour of leaving us a review wherever you get your podcasts from that would be much appreciated because it really helps share the podcast apparently but please only if it's positive because Robin will read them I will sorry and and the last thing we want is to give him any cause for concern (laughs) Uh, so see you soon bye bye bye
0: cheers